You're listening to Chew on that. And here's what we're chewing on today. So this story here, many of you I'm sure have heard this story about David and Bathsheba and he sees her and the Bible says he has wanting eyes and he goes, he's the king now and he goes and he summons for her and brings her into the palace and basically sleeps with her and then on top of that he ends up having her husband Uriah murdered. David had him killed. He sent him in the forefront of the battle so that uh, he could take the heat on firsthand and knowing that he would probably be killed, and certainly he was. And the scripture goes on to say that this displeased the Lord. In other words, God was angry. He was wroth with David. And the Bible goes on to say that uh, the penalty would not be David's life, but there was a child that was birthed out of his union with Bathsheba and God told the prophet that David won't die, but the child would. And so from that point on, the child had taken sick and David had gotten so distressed, distraught. Uh, The Bible talked about how he just sat up on the earth, he was depressed and uh, just had a very, very bad time. In other words, he went from being in a high place to somewhat a low place. He was the king. But at this point, he felt very, very depressed. And so as I thought about that story and I thought about this series that you guys are in, The Rise After the Fall, this thought came to me. I'm going to make a correlation between David and a nursery rhyme or an old children's book that many of us have probably read or at least heard. It's called Humpty Dumpty. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hey, this week we are discussing week number six. Yes. 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 Week number six from the sermon series, The Rise After the Fall. Uh, I think I feel like we question, we as I'm like pairing you guys in with this, <laughs> I feel like I question the week every single week. Yeah. And it's, it's because I really do. I, I really like in my head. I'm like it's six. It's can I be honest? With you? I said yes, but I questioned it too. I was like maybe it's seven, maybe it's five. Honestly, I don't yeah. keep track. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. But I'll pretend. Yeah. I'll just I'll go. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I like your confidence in it, so, so I feel good about it. I, I guess as a listener, you're probably thinking, just do your homework and like <laughs> just yeah. Why don't you? Hey, you know what I can tell you? I could tell you that this message was really good. Yes. Oh, cow. <laughs> It was so good. Yeah. Yes. So we are in a, the series, The Rise After the Fall. And the idea behind the series is that um, you were hearing pastors uh, that had some sort of hiccup, um, some sort of downfall in their career, uh, in their in their personality, in their, I guess, I guess career has been the real, the real hit. Mm-hmm. Um the real, the real take home from each, each pastor. But, uh, so we've, we've brought in pastors from all across the, the, the country. Yeah. And we, we are getting some, like, like these, these speakers are like, they're world renowned yeah. speaking. Yeah. I, I feel bad for, cause here's, can I be real? This is, I don't know. I've been in church for about 20 years. The, sometimes the mentality can be, if it's not my pastor, then it's not my week, oh. you know? Yeah. And, and I, I really feel so bad for the people who did that with some of these people, especially because they don't know them. It's not like, right. it's, 
it's not like Pastor Allen, like, you know, like, oh, it's Pastor Allen. Okay. Like I'm definitely, but like, oh, I don't know this person. And then they kind of don't come. And I'm, I, I just go, man, you just, you, you missed out. And even me as a kid's pastor, I, I, I didn't get to see all the message live. I got to see some of it live, but even the portions I got to see, I was like, Holy moly, like I want to throw something at him. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's so good. So Megan picks out the social media clips for the week and then she gives me my marching orders to cut <laughs> and then make the make the media. Um and Megan this morning, usually you'll get on any given week, one, two, maybe a third, maybe a third, like, oh, this from minute here to minute here, go ahead. I got like seven text messages from Megan. She's like, you can do this one. Yeah, or, or this you, one. Or this one. And she walked by the, by my office. I'm like, so literally I just I just press play and just wherever yes. wherever we are in the, the message. The clip is just the sermon. Yeah, just, yeah. just whatever you want. Just yeah. make sure it ends on a, ends with a period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Lonnie was, yeah, he came. He came yeah. with it. So good. The way that it started though, where he starts talking about Humpty Dumpty, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, like really this is what, how does this going to, how is this going to tie into anything? Yeah. And, um, yeah, overall I thought the message was just, I mean, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was really, I, I seriously, Pastor Sean said it. He's like, I'm not going to look at eggs the same way. I was like, neither am I. Yeah. 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 So if you haven't uh, listened to the, the sermon, um, well, I, I suppose if you haven't listened to the sermon, you're probably not listening to this. Yeah. Or maybe they. <laughs> or maybe listen. they're like, they'll give me the cliff notes. Yeah, give me the cliff notes, <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, if you're that person, that's cool. We'll break it down for you. Yeah. yeah. Truthfully speaking, uh, so I, I did the sound the sound bites this morning for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if they're the best portions of the sermon. Yeah. I, I told you guys this when I when I I mean I pulled the sound bites to give the cliff notes of a message and that's what I do every week. Yeah. I pull sound bites that gives like the over the overall arc mm-hmm. of the whole of the whole sermon. Yeah. But man, as I was, as I was rewatching the sermon this morning, it's like, I know I, I, I know I passed phrases and, and ideas that he was talking about even momentarily, like 15 seconds that were really good. So mm-hmm. if you haven't watched this and you do wait to, to uh, enjoy the, uh, the, the main meal after the appetizer, which is chew on that, then yeah. do it. Definitely don't skip this meal because yeah. this is this is a sermon. And I, I was telling Lonnie this morning, I was filming him uh, before he left, uh, before he left town. Uh, he we we record the past when we have guest pastors, we tend to record them doing a video message in the studio for a rainy day, you know, for for something. But I was telling him, I'm like, I think something shifted yesterday. Yeah, and I think that mm. I think that. Uh, you de- the church was definitely alive. Yes, the yeah. church was engaged. L- engaged, they were loud. It's like the church has always wanted to be that. Yeah, and like for whatever reason, Lonnie just gave them a reason to be that yeah. yesterday. So yes. I was like, "Good job, good job to you. You had no idea you're doing it." Yeah, but um, I, I feel like something shifted in the air yeah. yesterday. So yeah, I I outstand an outstanding man. He, uh, he has an outstanding wife. His yeah. assistant was. Uh, who who traveled with them was incredibly gracious and and polite. Out, yeah. Just an outstanding group of people. Yes, yeah. I have nothing but good things to say about them. Do, do we have anything else to 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 say before we get going? No, I just want. Yeah, I I would say watch watch the message. It's really really good. Watching online is good because you know, like I said, I'm the kids pastor, so a lot of times I'm in kids ministry, so I always eighty uh, percent of the time I watch at home when I get home. Yeah. Um, I try to, I, I really push myself to be in there. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm just glad I, I got to see portions, but even online was a great message. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guys, 
take notes. I want you to write this down. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Walls, as we understand, are for protection. Walls, uh, in the Bible, we know this to be true. Many of the walls that were built, it was to protect people from the onslaught of the enemy. Walls are for privacy, right? Walls are partitions. They bring some sort of separation or division to spaces. Walls are high places. I want you to think about this. David, the scripture says, he walks up on the roof of the king's house. He's the king. He walks up on the roof, and I am going to make this correlation that he began to sit on the wall, and he watched this woman named Bathsheba bathing or washing herself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, here's what I wrote in my notes, sometimes the wall that you sit on is your worldview. Yeah, the wall that you sit on oftentimes is your worldview. Your worldview is simply the lenses that you look through to view life. I, I love that. And I, I love that um, positioning yourself, that, that, that view. Are you positioning yourselves in the right spot, in the right place? It's interesting how... Um, when I became a Jesus person, I think I'm, I don't think I'm the only one that when giving your life to Jesus, fully surrendering your life to Jesus, you begin to see things differently, that you begin to see love differently, forgiveness differently, grace differently, freedom differently. You begin to see life differently yeah. at a different different lens in a different position. And so for him to put that correlation between David and Humpty Dumpty and on top of this wall, on top of it all, and and how that gives you a different view. And sometimes it's not always a good view. It can mm. be a, a bad view, a different, you know, uh, and that some people, their perspective has been the same perspective because it's what they were raised in or yeah. taught in. And so and so it doesn't mean it's always right. It just it's just what you know. And so I think it's it's very vital that he says that you know it's it's you have to look at your at your scope and go is this the right view or is this just the view I always knew? Dang, that's good. Yeah, I this kind of shifted my perspective on walls because when I think about walls or someone saying, well, I have really high walls or I'm really guarded, uh, I kind of imagine like this little tiny person sitting within really tall walls, right? Like you're within the the fort of the castle. But I never really thought of using that wall as your like your point of climbing up and looking over and being able to cast judgment down from your tall wall or, or decide things from your big wall, right? Like I always kind of thought it was more of the, the blockade, the thing that kept other things out. And in a way that still is true. But for me, this shifted my perspective in thinking, yeah, walls can be a perspective. And, um, you know, if you, if you feel like you have really high walls, I'd start by asking like, well, well, why, what, what caused that? And how can you kind of start to repair and mend some of those things? Because we're not, we're not built to live with high walls. It's lonely and yeah, that's a great, yeah, that's a good perspective there is that you're, you're not meant to live life alone. And when you position yourself in such a high place, it's only you. Right. David was the King. He was, I mean, in his nature, he is set apart and he is alone. And yeah. so the, 
the loneliness of that takes away a lot of accountability. And so you just start to see things the way that you want to see things because the wall is only, it's your wall. You own the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think about it prior to today. Uh, I mean, sorry, yesterday when I heard it, uh, the, um, what was Humpty even doing on the wall? Yeah. yeah. Right. So like that nursery rhyme starts with him on the wall. Right. Yep. And then like, I never, as a child or as an adult, I don't know how often I thought about this nursery rhyme mm-hmm. as an adult, but I, it's never established why he's there. Yeah. He's ne- it's never, it's never, it's, and, and we just breeze through that first line. Yeah. Um, I also, when I thought about that, I was like, well, how often am I breezing through other lines mm-hmm. that can, un- that can, un- I can unpack that means something in my life? Like how often do I breeze through um, scripture? Yeah. Were there specific sentences where I breezed through, not wondering, yep, what, whoa, whoa, the that minute detail on the whole nursery yeah. rhyme, like the nursery rhyme, the Humpty Dumpty nursery rhyme, is yeah. that he's gonna fall. Um, King's horses, King's man can't put him back together again, and it ends sad, it ends yeah. tragically. Mm-hmm. But the first sentence, when I heard that yesterday, it like stopped me in my tracks. Like, oh, mm-hmm. what the heck's he even doing up there? Yeah, yeah. what's he doing up there other than? observing mm-hmm. in an, with envious eyes. Yeah. I love what you said about the scripture thing, because I think that can be the mindset mm-hmm. to not cause people to study scripture Ooh. is the mindset of it is what it is. Mm. Humpty Dumpty's on the wall. I don't know. He's just up there. They don't, they don't give us that details, right. you know, but we, we don't, we, we don't study a nursery book. You know, the Bible is living and active. It's, it's alive. It's, it's, it's transformational. It's, it's, you know, it's written in many languages with history and facts and everything with it. Um, but even with all of that behind it, I think the mindset can still be, well, it is what it is. I don't know why that says that, you know, it just, it is what it is. And, and it's interesting because I feel like recently I, I broke down scripture um, for, for our youth ministry that I that I didn't break down for years. I just was like, it is what it is. And I was, and I think I came to this conclusion. Why, why have I never studied this portion yeah. or this phrase? I, I can't tell off the top of my head. I mean, and you don't have to be a Bible scholar to study scripture. Nope. And sometimes even in my own life, I start to get this, like this feeling of, it's like overwhelming, right? Cause the Bible's so big and it's so vast and there's so much to know and to learn. And, um, but if you just really start small and you just kind of go, okay, well, where is this verse? Like, what are the references? Right. And like, what are the footnotes? And it, it starts taking you on this trail and you'll bounce all around the Bible yeah. and you'll start reading stuff and you're like putting things together mm-hmm. and it, it really happens kind of seamlessly. And I mean, that is just, that is just God. Like there, there's no other way around it. Like you said, Pastor Dallas, it's alive. Uh, The word is alive. And so when you start to study and pursue, your eyes will be opened to you. I love that the word's alive. It's, it's never changing, but always evolving in your own life. Mm. Um, So I, I ask a question with that as, as the, the standpoint, um, do you think that there is a one definitive answer in the Bible? Like, so I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people will debate and argue with, no, 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 that's not what that meant. Mm. That's not what that meant. This line means this, has to mean this. Yeah. I think when it comes down to truths, like Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Sure. That 
that is the definitive answer. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, like, I'm actually studying something right now uh, on uh, in John chapter 24 about worship glory within spirit and in truth. And I'm actually going, okay, I want to, I want to break that down the spirit mm-hmm. part. And there is actually a debate on, are they talking about the spirit of God or the Holy spirit that people have given us? And both are good analogies but they're going, I don't know if it's just the spirit of God or Holy Spirit. And, and people go, well, what's the difference on that? Aren't they part of the Trinity? Well, what they're saying is, is you, you just connect with it instead of waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. It's just this whole theology. And, and which now people are going like, wait, okay, now you sound like you're the scholar. No, all I did is I Googled yeah. <laughs> commentary on John 20, uh, 24 and got some commentary and I've been looking through it. So, you know, for, cause I love you. So you don't have to be a scholar, especially in today's day, you know, technology is there for, for, for you to just, yeah. So, so what's, what would be defined as alive then? You know, alive. Yeah. Um, I, I think what you said, that's how I would define yeah. alive that I could read a scripture one way at this part of my Jesus journey and a totally different way at this part yeah. of Jesus right. journey. Or like I said earlier, there's been scripture that I have at a, at a young believer's age go, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just have to, I have to get myself to a place where I do what it says and, right. and, but not asking why. Yeah. Right. So, and I think maturity has made it to that point where you go, okay, now you ask why, and it brings more fruit to it. Yeah. The scripture, it's alive. It's breathing. It doesn't change though. Right. Mm-hmm. So although you may read something and it seems different to you, that's because you're engaging in conversation with something that's literally breathing. And so you are that conversation is going to look different when you're 10 reading the Bible versus when you're 15 and at different seasons of your life. Right. And so I think that, I think that's kind of the, the mm-hmm. ever changing yeah. part of it, but like the, the Bible itself doesn't change. And right. so to your, to your question, like, yeah, there are truths. Mm-hmm. There are things that it is what it is, but there are some nuances or, well, they there are some parts of that. Yes. And I love that because it brings it back to, I guess why I asked the question was, I love that it is what it is. I, I would, I would say, cause I hear it and I say, it is what it is to me right now. Yes. yes. You know, yes. it is what it is right now. Mm -hmm. But like, I never read that first line and even put paid any two cents on what the, what the egg was even doing on the wall. Yeah. Because at that point in my life, it was what it was. So do you think, did God have a specific intention when that scripture was put in the Bible for us? I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that he has a, he has a, like specifically for the person. No, for like, for the overall arc of humanity. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. That's why it's alive. Yeah. That's why it's, it's like, it's like pouring water into a glass. The water will take the shape of the glass. You know, now the word is getting poured into us. So the word's going to take shape to us and form to us, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to reveal itself when it needs to reveal itself and, and stay stuck away like an egg being on a wall for 30 years until one day the, it, that's going to matter to you, mm-hmm. you know? I, and I like what you say that because I think the biggest thing we have to take away from that is even if I don't fully understand it, will I obey it? <laughs> you know, because I don't want people to get the missing conception that, okay, I need to study and study and study until it gets to the point where I can understand it and be comfortable yeah. with it. There's sometimes, like you said, certain stages of our lives where we'll read scripture and you go, I don't fully understand the fullness of this, mm-hmm. but God is asking me to do this. And I think for my growth and maturity, I should just obey it. Right, correct. Yeah. I, I, I speak to a lot of guys mm-hmm. that, that are like, well, I can't read the Bible, I can't, I'm not, don't understand any of it. Mm-hmm. And and I say, well, just keep reading. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And on yeah. your next pass, you're probably going to get a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on the next pass, you're going to get a little bit more. And then on the next pass, you'll be like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought this was that. And yeah. now it means something else. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to, let me get another pass of this thing. Yeah. And that's how I've uh, accumulated so many passes on the Bible. Mm-hmm. I, the fir- my first go at it was get to the end. Yeah. Just do it because yeah. I know I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Get to the end. The second time I was like, well, it turns out I'm picking up quite a bit of this and Oh, I didn't think of that story like this the first time. Yes, yes. And then that's how, yes. So I would say yes, like to what you're saying, Dallas. Just get, just do it. Just read it. Just read it. And then if you don't get it, but can you still obey it? Yes. And they're like, well, how do I obey something I have no comprehension from? Pray on that. Yeah. Pray on that. Pray on that, but still do it. Yeah. God doesn't need you to be perfect. Doesn't need you to be right. He just needs you to be ready. He just wants you to say yes when he comes. That's it. Come on. Luke chapter 6, verse 39, it says something like this. If the blind lead the blind, they may both fall. I'm going to get to that, the second part of Humpty's story. (laughs) He said they may both fall into the ditch. In other words, people fall or people are blind, not oftentimes because of the lack of sight, but it's because they're looking at life through too many lenses. And like I said, I don't have my eyes closed, they're wide open, but because I'm looking through so many lenses, I can't see a thing. And God does not want us looking through at life through multiple lenses. God wants to shape our world through worldview, I'm sorry, through one lens, and that is the lens of scripture. He wants our worldview to be a biblical worldview. Man, that come on. <laughs> but that is the truth. So we it's funny, we were just talking, we're we're kind of in this era, you know, and talking about this where we've seen these celebrity pastors fall. And um and sometimes when I see a report on social media and things like that, um, I always will read the comments. I just want to read the comments. And nine times out of 10, you'll get a comment and goes, and that's why I'm not a Christian. Mm. And I go, oh, well, that, then you weren't ever a Christian then. Yeah. Mm. You were just a celebrityist. <laughs> you know, if you think about it that way, because what happened was they followed a person instead of the word, instead of God, instead of, you know, they, they, they took their Christianity and instead of saying, I'm going to go to his word and see what it says. And what it, they just went to the opinions and the lifestyle of a person. And when that person was removed, then they said, well, I have nothing to go to now. Not, you know, and I understand pastors are important to churches and things like that. But, but really our job as pastors is to take the word and, and to help break it down to where it can encourage you and help you and mature you on as you go. But we are not your savior. We're not your hero. That's only Jesus. And so I, I love that perspective because the truth is I don't, I don't care how much of a Jesus person you are and how long you've been a Jesus person and, 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 and how good you are at words. If your opinion does not line up with God's word, then I can't follow it. Mm. 
because that's my mindset. And people are saying, oh, so you don't have your own opinion? My opinions aren't great compared to his word. It's funny. I was reading, speaking of scriptures that I've never actually dug into, Isaiah, I think chapter 55 talks about where he says, uh, my thoughts aren't your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways aren't your ways. And, and that was him. And I thanked God for that. Cause I said, I'm glad that you don't think like I do. Mm. Cause I don't like the way I think, but I, but I love the way you think. Yeah. And so in a way it's saying, no, lean on me. Cause I think different. I do life different. Mm. And that's what we need. That, here's the thing. Why did I become a Jesus person? Because doing life my way only got me so far, yeah. but doing life his way has. So do I yeah. lean everything on the word? Of course, because it's healed me. It's restored me. It's lifted me up. It's given me strength. It's given me direction, peace, uh, patience, all of these things. And so, yeah. So when it comes to that, I'm so mindful that of, of not just getting caught up in the words, but getting, but, but asking yourself, does it line up with the word? Yeah. I think we pick up lenses throughout the course of our life, whether, you know, how you were raised or what you saw or what you have felt, what you experienced. And this is where the verse, it comes back, right? Like when you are weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. When you will, when you will stop trying to see everything and, and lead somebody on the path. And when you will just take my hand, daughter, my son, when you will just take my hand and let me pull you along the path, then you, you will be strong because I'm, I'm literally leading you. And so, um, yeah, I think the question to be asked is what lenses are you wearing? Wow. Yeah. That, that portion of the sermon he had, he was using props and I'm a fan of using props. I think that they're engaging. I think they, they make me giggle. Uh, <laughs> giggle. So he, he had a bunch of glasses and he kept putting glasses on after glasses on after glasses on after he said all these topics like politics, uh, uh, race, money, um, everyone. He yeah. put a new glass, a new, a new, uh, eye lens on it. And, and his point was, it's, if you're trying to figure if you're trying to understand and figure out life wearing mm-hmm. all of these glasses, you're never going to be in focus, oh, right? So good. It just you, you just you won't. It's not. Yeah. And it's not that. It's not even that it's your fault. It's just that you're looking through life with all of these lenses on. Mm-hmm. And it, going back to the, it, I, I think it's easy for it's easy for anyone to say, well, if you just live like the scripture, you'll be fine. Yeah. But isn't that the big, the big paradox of life, the big mm-hmm. trouble with life? The, we know what the right answer is. Mm-hmm. We know the right answer is, is living, living through the word. Yeah. We know the right answer is, is what Jesus taught us, but it's like so hard for us to do the right answer when we know that it, it yields good fruit. And any thought of our own tends to not, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my own ambitions, my own wants and needs, they hardly ever produce even edible fruit, mm-hmm. let alone good fruit. So yeah, that was, that was the analogy in that that's, you know, and I don't want to say, I don't want to do the whole guy's sermon. But, <laughs> you know, right before that, he, he talked about a story about two brothers that yeah. lived the same circumstance, uh, Jimmy and Johnny. Yep. And uh, Jim, Jimmy was a was a, a alcoholic. He was a, a didn't amount to anything in life. Was destructive um, because that's what he saw his father do. Mm-hmm. And and when when Jimmy was asked, he was like, "Well, that this is all I know. I saw my father do this, and what would you expect? I've become the same person." And then his brother Johnny, on the other hand, has has been uberly successful. And and when asked. Well, how did you, how how is your 
how are you so so wildly different than your brother? And he yeah. goes, well, because did you see my my dad? I saw what it was to be that. And so it's it's yeah it, it's these two different nature versus nurture argument in psychology mm-hmm. that and there's a lot of science behind all that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to think this way because you were in an environment that was uh, subjective to different races. You know, it doesn't mean you have to dislike and not trust people of different races. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to be a womanizer if your father was. Yep. Doesn't mean that you're going to be a drunk because your mom was. Yeah. It's just, it, that's, not the, that's not the story. That's not the story for your life. But if that's the lens you're looking through and then you compound it with all the other lenses that society and social media would let, lend you to believe is normal, then I, I could see why the vast majority of the country has some sort of mental illness in one form mm, or another. I, yeah. it, it makes complete sense to me. I'm going to keep going with the lens analogy. I think uh, when you start to refine your biblical lens, because it is a lens, because yes. we're, we're born sinners. So the way that you see mm. isn't actually the way that that God intends for us to see. And so as you refine that lens, I think it overpowers all of those other lenses that you have. And so maybe you don't even have to start thinking like, oh, I guess I should take off this one or how do I take off this, right? Like focus on what is true. Think about what is pure, what is good, what is true, right? And like focus on these things. And then all of this other stuff, it's gonna go away. Like keep keep your eyes fixated on me. And I, so, so building that lens, the biblical lens, that's the, that's the process, right? That's the journey of our life. Yeah. I, so when you talked about the Jimmy Johnny thing, it reminded me, I, I had, um, I had to do my, my uncle's funeral. I think I've probably said this story. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but, uh, I was asked, my uncle had cancer, died of cancer mm-hmm. and my, aunt said, will you do the funeral? And I said, yeah, of course, of course. I loved Uncle Mike. Yeah, of course. Uh, I wish we would have not done it at the house that they grew up in. I went to go visit because that was very emotional. I was like, why here? It would have been better at a funeral home where there's no, it's just boring and dead and (laughs) not like the memories are surrounded. So- um, you Unless know, you own a funeral home, yeah, then they're not born and dead. I know. I, I, I yes, I know. <laughs> Week two of offending somebody. <laughs> so uh, I was also asked not to wear a suit. Uh, he, he. Uh, I guess he said if if DJ, that's what my family calls me, DJ. If DJ does the funeral, tell him he can't wear a suit. So I wore <laughs> shorts and a button-up Hawaiian shirt for nice. him. <laughs> So you went to the other end of the pendulum. Yeah. Dude, I, was like, I want people to be super confused. He just so. meant business casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was, uh, so I, I do, I do a message. I, I thought, I think it went really well and, and, you know, the crying happened, you know, which I guess a good indicator of a good funeral. <laughs> <laughs> There's a point here, right? Yeah. So anyways, anyway, so I, there, right? <laughs> I finished the funeral and I meet a second cousin and I, I can't remember her name, but I remember what she said. I, I fondly, like, I just can't forget it. And which was almost 11 years ago. Cause I think Kennedy was like a year old, maybe two years old. So it could have been 10 years ago. And she, uh, she came to me, she goes, hi, I'm, I'm like your second cousin, you know, so-and-so. And I said, nice to meet you. And she goes, what do you do? And I said, I'm a, you know, I'm a youth and kids pastor in San Diego at the time. And she said, is your mom Angela? And I said, yeah, that's my mom. And then she goes, is your dad Ed? And I go, that's my dad. And she goes, 
you don't make sense. <laughs> and I took that as a compliment because I agree with you. I think for us, we could either fall in line with how we are raised and how we go, yeah. or we can go in a different direction yeah. and a different lens. And so, you know, we could, we could easily fall into, well, it's just how it always is. Or we could say, you know what, or I could just change it and mm. just, and, and make people go, you don't make sense. Yeah. I love that. I love that she said that to me. And it's just something that always yeah. has stuck with me, that, that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our future, I don't know. I guess if you believe it is written, then your future is written. Mm -hmm. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm of the avenue of, I have a lot of futures that are written and all the choices are mine to make. Yeah. And I can choose whichever positive or negative future I, I want. Yeah. God has given me the, the gift of free will. Mm -hmm. But the way I've found success is by saying, oh, I know this is a sweet gift of free will, uh, but I don't want it, God. Like, mm -hmm. can you have it? Can you, can you, can you take it back? Yeah. Like, no, no, I, I like, believe me, love that you trust me with my free will. Um, <laughs> but I think that you'd be better if you, if you just, yeah. if just took care of that for me, you yeah. just, you hold on to that for me for a little bit. Um, uh, every now and again, I'm sure I'm going to come back and want it, you know, and that's almost like a daily thing for me, but every now and again, I'm sure I'm going to come back and want it. But for the most part, I would prefer if you invested my free will so I can yield and bear fruit. And as this whole segment wraps uh, I, I guess one person would say, you know, well, so I, I look through the lens of scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I do that? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You know, do I just keep reading? Mm. Do I? It's like the prayer, um, how we say it, like essentially every day make me more like Jesus. Yeah. Right. And like, we want to be Jesus with skin on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you start to, take on that idea and it stops being so like ooh, weird to you. If you're, if you sit there and you're like, Oh, I don't, I wrestle with that. Like, yeah. I don't know if I want to be just like Jesus. I, I'm me. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like when you, when you surrender yourself and uh, humble yourself and just be like, God, not my will, but your will, not me, yes. not today, but you take it, you take it. Just like you were saying, Keith, not me, but you, not yeah. me, but you and keep, flinging it back, back to God and just make me more like Jesus. What would Jesus do right now? Yeah. The second thing in the story, it says Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Mm. Maybe lust was his fall. Maybe pride was his fall. You know, the Bible says that pride goeth before a fall. Maybe greed was his fall. Maybe self-exaltation was his fall. We don't know because the story doesn't tell us the reason for the fall. I don't know. Maybe the fall was because of a slippery wall. Maybe the fall was because of a wavering wall. Maybe the fall was because of a crumbling wall. But when I think about human nature, you know what I think? I think Humpty climbed the wall like we did as children to elevate himself to see or to reach something that was out of his grasp. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like David did with Bathsheba. Man, this is human nature 101. We're always trying to get something that we don't have, right? Like we're always going for the thing that we want that's just out of reach. And I, uh, the way that he phrased that and put that, I mean, wow, you could 
frame that and put it on the wall. That was so good. Um, but, but we're always chasing something. And if you're not chasing Jesus, you're chasing the wrong thing. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And so when you're chasing those wrong things, uh, it leads to ruin. It leads to destruction. And maybe you haven't seen that destruction yet. Uh, but as Pastor Sean has pointed out, then maybe you're just, you're coming up on your fall. Maybe you haven't hit your fall yet. It hasn't happened for you for, you know, for a while, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Like he was up there for a little while and it was, everything was fine. And so in his head, he thought, see, see how close I can be, see what I can do without falling down. But then inevitably the fall fall did come and it will come. That's, that's how it goes. And so, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) The best that I take away from that in a sense. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I never thought about the story that way, or even, like I said before, I thought about walls that way. It's so, so like, it makes so much sense. And yet that is such a shift on perspective because, yeah, I have plenty of uh, friends or people I talk to where they'll let you know all the things that they're chasing, that they're trying to like do or consume or have uh, to kind of fill that fill that void. And it just seems like, man, are, should, are you sure you should be reaching for that? Yeah, I, um, I, I think along with a lot of people, it's interesting when you're going through something, you wish you didn't have to go through it, but once you're past it, you're glad you did because you get to see what God did through it. Mm. And so we don't like falling. We don't like failing and we don't like it. But at the same time, when you get past it and you can reflect on it and you can see what God did through it and what God's doing through you, then you go, okay, I see it now. I understand why that fall needed for me to happen. And even in the story of David Bathsheba, you get to see that moment too. I mean, one of the best scriptures uh, books of Psalms was made after a guy who repents after being, you know, um, I know I'm spoiling the story, but after being kind of, you know, um, confronted on his sin and saying, no, you are the person I'm talking about. Mm. The person you want to kill, that's you. And what happens in that? And the fact that he was like, it is, wow. And his perspective was changed and he fell. And so falling is not fun, but sometimes necessary for you to get up back up even stronger and wiser from it. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, I didn't, wasn't even going to bring this up and, and she doesn't listen to podcasts. So it works out. We were, uh, I was getting gas yesterday and uh, I'd, I'd had the, the, you know, cause it was a nice day yesterday. The weather was really nice. And so I let my twins, Riley and Logan, who are seven have control of the, um, the, uh, wind, the door windows, the, mm-hmm. and I, you know, let them control up and down yeah. and stuff like that. And, I saw Kennedy, uh, not Kennedy, Kennedy's 12, Riley. She was putting her fingers at the top and she was mm. kind of going up. And I think she was kind of testing to see what would happen. And sure enough, she got her finger yeah. up. She hit the up button. She pinched it. She got it down. And I didn't, and please hear me when I say this. I said, are you okay? And she goes, yeah. And I go, can I see it? She goes, it's fine. It's not, it's not, I said, okay, can I see it? She goes, yeah, that really hurt. And I, I just remember going, you'll never do that again. Because yeah. <laughs> you went through it, it right. hurt, and you realized I shouldn't do that. And, and I think sometimes we do that in life. We, in life, a fall happens and it hurts and it's painful. But once yeah. you pass, you go, yeah, I won't do that again. Yeah, mm. that, that wasn't fun. That's the, the, the short answer to where is God in all my pain? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, my, 
Yeah. Where was God when this happened? God allowed this to happen. Yeah. 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 Well, he was there and, and yeah. What, what makes you, what makes you, what makes you think that you're so superior that you, 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 you exclude yourself from lessons that God teaches us all. We're all on a lesson teaching journey that God constantly, constantly is refining me. Yeah. He's making better versions of me uh, by the minute, by the hour, by the day, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just updates after updates after updates. And so uh, I've heard many people say, well, God, I, 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 can't, I can't get behind a God that would allow this. Mm-hmm. Yes, terrible things happen in this world, some yeah. of which are, 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 are of those people, though. Yeah. yeah. But then the others are God saying, what? You're not going to do that again, huh? Cool. All right. Well, now tell everyone you know about your lesson and and maybe lives will get changed. Mm. You know, I I've seen people have their lives turn around for the better and then forget how that happened. Yeah. And then don't advertise mm. that it was it was God all along behind mm. that saw me in the valleys and raised me up to the mountains. You know, yes. once you get to the mountain, I've I know countless people that are just, yeah, well, it would look at look what I did. Mm-hmm. Look at me. So yeah, I, that's the, 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 the soundbite here was reaching for things that you have, uh, that aren't yours, that you have no business reaching for. Yeah. You know, he had, he referenced in his sermon that that's what Lucifer did. Lucifer reached out and wanted to be God. Mm. And that actually propelled him to his fall. Right. That he hasn't recovered from. And yeah. if you read the end of the book, he never does. Mm-hmm. Like how often are we reaching for things that are no business to us? That could mm-hmm. destroy us. We shouldn't we shouldn't be reaching for that cookie jar. Yeah. yeah. And God will every now and again let you roll your fingers up in a window. Mm. Because he wants to remind you those fingers, those those are yeah, those are where your sins going to come from. Yeah. Those fingers sometimes need to get rolled up in a window. <laughs> so to remind you A mm. who God is and B that you're not him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's one thing to have a broken shell. It's another thing to have a splattered egg white or a busted yolk. It's one thing to have a broken body, a broken arm, a broken leg. But how many of you know it's another thing to have a broken heart? It's another thing to be raised in a broken home. It's another thing to be the recipient of broken promises. It's another thing to have fractured feelings. It's another thing to have a crushed spirit. It's another thing to have shattered hopes and busted dreams. Who can put all that back together? He says all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. And we've all had our experiences with the king's men. Today we would call these felt efforts by names like Oprah, the King's Men. We would call these failed efforts by names like Dr. Phil. We would call these failed efforts by names like Montel. We may call these failed efforts by names like psychotherapy. We may call these failed efforts by names like self-help books. 
We may call these failed efforts by names like hypnosis. We may call these failed efforts by names of a considerate bartender who counsels us as we cry in our beer on a bar stool. But they all are simply feeble, failed efforts trying to heal the human brokenness. I, I, it's funny because he also, in the message, he talks about the woman with the issue of blood. And I love that story too because she went to, she spent all her money on the, the biggest things. And I, I love equating that to Humpty Dumpty, which again, no one, everyone's going to look at this uh, Humpty Dumpty and go, man, they broke down on nursery rhyme way too much, <laughs> like too far, way man. too much. But the reality is, and, and uh, Keith, you said it earlier, it's a sad story when you think about it. All the king's horses and all the king's men. And so think about that in, in kingdomhood. If it's your, if it's, if it's the men, these are top men that the king, that work for the king, that help the king. The nursery rhyme says they all went over. They all tried to help. They couldn't do it. And so they left. And we, sometimes we can think that that's what life's going to do to us and life will, but God's not going to do that to us. God's not going to. So instead of going to the top paid, you know, places or Oprah. I love that he said Montel. I was like, does anyone get Montel still? <laughs> but I got, I was like Montel, you know, cause before he, 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 no, he didn't do not your father. That was Maury. But yeah, Montel had a talk show where they got deep, but some people go, that's what I need. I just need that. But for some reason they're like, I still feel broken and I've watched this and I've done this. I had a friend who uh, tried to, he goes, I, if I just drink enough water every day, it will help. And, 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 he, and he realized it didn't do enough. And so he, he's like, I have to give my life to something else besides just water. And so the, that's what I love that he was talking about is sometimes we'll go to the top paid people and we go, it's not enough it must be me it's like no there's something mm. even greater than those top tier worldly people and it's the god of the universe the man who created you so that when they look at your pieces and go wait how do we do this god goes oh this is easy because i created this like i have yeah. i not only do i have the blueprints i've memorized the blueprints <laughs> i know step one through ten this is easy for me and he is good at putting us back together so that's the i think the whole grasp of it is when you fall mm. when you're in pieces when you're hurting I know naturally it's to go to those, which again, we're not against therapy or anything like that. I don't want, when he said, but he, I love that he did say psychotherapy because it's like, if I could just zap this out of me, if I could just hit this out of me, if I could just do this quick fix thing, then it'll work. And it's just, you'll find that it's always going to be too short, but God can and will restore if we put it in his hands. Um, right. Like, like you said, think of an egg when it's broken and how it feels completely unfixable. Like yeah. I do think of cleaning up an egg and it just falls right out of your hands and you're like, this is so gross. I'm never going to be able to fix this. <laughs> and you're totally right. But God sees that and he's like, this is easy. I can put this back together. I created mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And it, it, we've built this entire culture. Like you said, self-help books and uh, it, the Dr. Phil's and the Oprah's because, well- Humans love to monetize anything that uh, we can write. And so we've monetized people's hurt and people's yes. pain and people's brokenness. And it is extremely successful. It is very lucrative. Uh, the different ways that people have tried to kind of 
put on this like costume to help you or, or a, written a book that's supposed to make you live your best life or uh, be your best self, right? And we talk about those things incessantly. The world does, not us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's like Dallas said, that's not to say that we don't um, believe in therapy or that you should seek counseling or, or stuff like that. But the endless pursuit of like, I'm broken. I need something to fix it. I need to patch this up and, and going looking when really the answer is, is Jesus all along. Yes. And so a good therapist, a good counselor, they are going to point you to the true counselor. And so if you are seeking those people to help you, you will start to find that restoration that you need. Yeah. I am not a advice giver. Um, I, I've never had, uh, I've never really done that because it never worked for me when, Mm -hmm. when, when I was, when I was broken, when people said, you know what, you got to do this. I almost always instinctively did the opposite. Um, (laughs) just cause, so I'm not a much of a, much of an advice giver, Mm -hmm. but with that, um, to, to, to what you, you both were saying, uh, if therapy works, if if some of those things that even even pastor was talking about there if those work for you okay i can tell you that they didn't work for me mm-hmm. and they and they didn't work for a lot of people that i know yeah but i can tell you what did work for me and if you want what worked for me if you want what i have come and get it mm-hmm. i'm giving it away in spades jesus was the only thing that fixed me mm-hmm. i can't i can't even say that it was a uh maybe even a fixing. It was a complete re rebuild. Yeah. Complete scrap job. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can use part of this engine, but the rest of the engine and body got to go. Yeah. Too much rust. I, I look at those people. Cause I don't know. I don't know why I think this, but I think people are like, so you're saying that like nothing they say is valid. I'm not saying no. that. I just, yeah. I just think it will only get you so far. Yep. I think that, that that you can do something over and over again and go, I'm still not. And and I, I just know there's wholeness and healing. I mean, this, the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. What he did on the cross to give us freedom, to, to bring us back in right standing with God will give us that wholeness and healing and restoration that we need. You know, those things are helpful to a certain point, but then you go, I've done it so many times. I mean, how many times can I do it? It just doesn't work. And and then people could say, well, I've done that with the Bible. I've read and I prayed. And I, but sometimes we'll look at it as, okay, steps in a, in a program instead of a commitment and a surrender. And that's the truth of it is, is you know what, God, I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to believe in you and I am surrendering to you, you know, which is what I love about worship is worship gets to this point where you just go, okay, I am surrendering all to you, all that makes sense, all that is, is, uh, is that, that I do to work and to feel and to me that I'm surrendering to you and trusting you're going to do what you need to do in your life. So, which really, I mean, side note, that really helped me with my message this week. I was like, Oh, I needed to hear I needed to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> light bulb. Yeah. That was a good light bulb moment. When you were talking, I, I thought of putting scotch tape around a broken egg and like, yeah, for a little, a little while, maybe you kind of help yes. the egg kind of stay together. Right. Yeah. And like, Exactly. Some of those books and some of those TV shows and your friend who gives you advice, like, yeah, that stuff. I mean, and maybe it's even a little salve on the wound, right? It kind of like feels good for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately it doesn't heal you. It doesn't restore you. And Jesus says we have to be born again. And I think 
dang, if that isn't just the picture yeah. that Pastor Keith, you were just painting. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, what I love what, what Pastor Dallas said, uh, it, it was, a, it was just one sentence and it was a filler sentence in, in, in what you beautifully spoke. Like mm-hmm. that was so much encouragement there, but I've been doing it and I've been doing it and it just didn't, it, it, I'm not, I'm not seeing results. Yeah. And I, 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 I can't think of another self-help. I can't think of any, of any other form of treatment that has a better success rate than Christ. Yeah. And I'm going to say like, not better because it's the ultimate. I'm not saying it like that. I'm not saying it base, better based on quality. I'm saying better based on the actual percentage of people's lives that get changed. Yes, exactly. Like we're talking straight numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I sought a counselor for years and years and years mm-hmm. and God bless that man. That, yeah. that man was an ear for me. Um, when I, when I had no one to listen that would listen to me, mm. um, yeah. God put him in, in place for me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be where I'm at though, if I was just going to see Scott. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think so. My, my growth accelerated exponentially when I dove into the word and when I dove into Christ, like the success rate, I bet you had I just been going to counseling sessions and maybe going to recovery meetings every now and again. I bet you my success rate, maybe 50-50, that'd still be sober. Yeah. Maybe. But there's a 100% success rate with, with Christ. Mm-hmm. With, with God, it is, there's, it is impossible for me to fail. Yeah. 100%. And I, know, and, and I know we as human beings, we want, we want our stories and we want our lives to be unique. And, mm. you know, like I made a difference. Like, mm-hmm. like what am I doing? You know, I'm, I have to be special, but this is one of those things where you don't have to be special at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, all of my story is not uniquely special. My story is a story that's spoken across countless people in the city alone. The only thing that changed are the dates and names involved. Yeah. You know, God is, he has such a higher success rate for people that live it mm-hmm. for people that give it. And, and say, I'm jumping off this ledge into you. What come of it may come of it. Yeah. And, you know, I love that line you said. You're like, well, I'm not doing it right. Yeah. Why well, I ask you this? What you, what you, maybe you're not. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're not seeing results and there's so many other people that see these results and you just are not, then I would venture to guess to say, no, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's not a pity party. It's not a, well, look at you, man. Can't yeah. even do this God thing, mm. right? Huh? <laughs> what that's a motivator is go find people that do it right and ask them how they did it. Yeah. Go yeah. find some people yeah. that you want to be like that are, that are living this lifestyle and say, well, how'd you do it? Mm-hmm. Right. And then when they say, well, I don't know if this will work for you, but heck, praying and meditating every morning and reading, reading mm-hmm. the Bible's worked for me. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe it just might work for you. You just like reminded me of a really cool story about a counselor. So uh, I, my parents got a divorce when I was about 15. Uh, I got invited to a summer camp, uh, which I, that I got my life totally changed and 
surrendered all to God and everything like that. And then came back and my mom was like, I want you guys to see a counselor, you know, with this divorce and stuff like that. I could see it's taking a toll on everyone. And so I remember going to see this counselor and we went in one at a time, but I remember my mom saying this to the counselor, as many times as they need to see you, we're going to do it. So yeah, think about it as a counselor, wait, you're like, all right, cha-ching, you know, <laughs> I can milk this. And so I, I met with him. I remember him like, ask how I was doing. I said, I'm doing great. And he goes, oh, doing, why are you doing great? And I told him about what happened at the camp. I was like, I just went to the summer camp. It was this Christian summer camp and I gave my life to Jesus. And I don't know what's going on, but it's like, it's changing me. Like, I feel like I am happy and I feel like I have peace. And even though I'm going through this, it just doesn't seem as hard. And so I'm telling him this. And and my mom did not pick a Christian counselor. He didn't say, you know, Christian counselor. He's just a counselor, a, 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 like a, I don't know what a kid counselor is called, (laughs) but you know. Kid counselor. A kid counselor. (laughs) So he says, you know, I just want you to know, I love your story. Um, I'm actually a Christian too. And after hearing your story and hearing what God's doing in your life, I don't think I need to see you after today. And then said, can I pray with you? And I said, yeah. And I remember he put his hands out and I put my hands on his hands. He prayed for me. And then that, that was it. He saw some of my siblings for a couple more times, but I only saw him once because he, because this counselor knew I can help you so far, but the person who can help you to healing and wholeness, you found him. So you know what? We're good. And I, so it just, that reminds me again, seeing counselors are great, but that can't be the end all. There has to be more of that. And that's what Jesus wants to do in your life. Yeah. So good. Uh, if it works for you, do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. If it were, if, if, if you are one, odds are, if you're listening to me, you're, you're not in this category. So I'm speaking to <laughs> deaf ears on, on, on this podcast. Or you're speaking to one person going, when are they going to talk about the stuff they're eating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about Italian cuisine today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if those things, if, if what you're doing in your life is working for you and you feel like you've maybe you've peaked, and you can't get any better, then do it. I encourage it. Then keep doing what you're doing. If you're finding good results, keep doing it. But I, I, I was not one of those. I, I still am not satisfied with my results because a new update's coming in the next five minutes for me. Yeah. And you know, and, and when you're talking, man, when like there, there are moments where when I hear my friends talk, where in my head I, I smile and I'm like. I would have loved to just get the wide shot of that moment. Mm. Like, yeah. like, whoa, how cool would that have been to watch my friend's life literally change at that mm-hmm. camp in yeah. that moment? You know, I, so I smile and I'm like, but that's, that's the beauty of God. Yeah. That's the world is full of treachery and, and sin and hate. And humanity's humanity. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you hear stories like that, you're reminded that there's such beautiful things in this world. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, I don't have the ability to see them all, but even just hearing them secondhand that God's at work here. I have, I have a couple choices. I can either, I can either do my part as small as it may be in his kingdom or, or I can not. And I don't know. Life's just a heck of a lot easier when I just do my part. Yeah. It's just a lot better when I do my part. Um, I'm not, I don't have any advice to give you guys. 
I don't have any. I can tell you what worked for me. Yeah. Giving my life to Christ worked for me. Mm -hmm. Reading the book. And the moments when I had no idea what the heck I was reading, mm -hmm. try and reading it again. Yeah. And when I felt like I was even had less of a comprehension of it, I just read it again. Just keep reading. Along the way, I asked my friends if I'm doing this right. And along the way, re remembering that God was with me the whole time. Yeah. Ask him what I do. Then I shut up and listen for an answer. And that seemed to have been working for me for the, for a vast amount of days of my life now. Yeah. So if you want that, come and get it. Come on. It's, it's the only, it's the only account in this world that grows in me the more I give it away. Yeah. So if you want what we have, come and get it. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I love, I love this series. This series truly, um, Boy, I probably at the end of the next series, I'll probably say the same thing. But this series made me think, I don't know. It made me think more laterally with the word. Yeah. Every week it feels like we're, we're pulling from, from the Old Testament, New Testament. And we're just, it's like this, I think it's just a beautiful marrying of the entire Bible mm -hmm. has been just, presented and taught in this, in this entire series. So mm -hmm. it has made me think a lot, uh, uh, self-reflect my, with myself quite a bit. So we have one more week left, uh, the yeah. ri rise after the fall. And then we go to another series called to Timothy mm -hmm. and that series will last for, um, rumor has it about 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, who knows? That could be 17. Who, well, knows? who knows? So I have 10 weeks to try to find an N and a D and add it behind that too. <laughs> Second. Second. Uh, Second. Do we really have to say two, Timothy? I don't know. That's what I say. If you don't, you're in trouble. That's what I'm just kidding. That's what I say. That's what it said on the, paper, on the paper, piece of paper. It says on the paper, yeah. That's what it says on the paper. Really? I'm just oh, add I always stuff. add the... I'm not adding words to... I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not add, it's not a word. It's, it's so, a... I'm not adding uh, to abbreviation? it. Abbreviation? <laughs> oh, I don't know. So, so thank you guys for uh, for joining us for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discuss, hey, please share the link to this podcast and your social media platforms. I'm going to repeat that line because I do read it and I do read it kind of fast because I've gotten into my radio voice come to this portion of the show. Please share the link to this podcast yeah. on your social media platforms, social media platforms, share this link podcast, social media yes. platforms. Hey, we'd also love it if you would rate and review this podcast. So, uh, I don't know. D d well, does I just rating and reviewing give, actually give us more? Yes. It does. Yeah, it does. When you get more of a, of a, especially of a positive review, people will come and, and, and come check it out. So I know Spotify, I, I rated us on Spotify. It's very easy. In fact, you just click on it and, and just put your number and You're it's like, done. Well, I'm one of the hosts. On <laughs> but I just want to see what you, would you rate us? I gave us a five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I gave us two stars. <laughs> it was two I got stars. really annoyed by those two people. <laughs> it took a, it took a long time for the delivery driver to bring yeah. me my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we going to start Keith, talking about? Understand that. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. All right. So thanks a lot guys for joining us this week. Hey, uh, again, my name is pastor Keith for pastor Dallas and Megan. Uh, thanks. And we can't wait to talk with you again next week, guys. Oh,